I don't know about you, but I've identified a few giants in my life. Amen. And so today I want to continue with that life-changing choices. Either you could face your giant or you could run from it. And um, I've chosen now to face my giants. Amen. And, and I'm making the, prep, the preparation for that as I'm preaching through this series. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel. We're going back to David. Amen. Now, I'm just working through this, y'all. So um, a lot of what you're going to see is the backdrop story. But as we walk through the story, you, you wouldn't believe this, but every verse of Scripture has a meaning. Yeah. Right? So where you may read something and you go, oh, that doesn't make any sense. If you keep digging you'll see that there's a, there's a significant point that the Holy Spirit wanted to make for us, amen, in looking at this. So today I want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. Now we go from the people of Israel to the character of David, right? We, we're looking now at the character of David, amen? And last week... I, I told you that what we saw in David is we saw um, his anointing, right? We, we saw that God appointed him. We saw his heart, right? We looked at these things, right? Now we'll see David in action, amen? Um, verse 20 says, so David arose early in the morning. Is that where I'm at? And left the flock... Look at this. With the keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle array, army against army. See it? Then, pay attention to this. David left his in the care of the baggage keeper. There was a bellboy there. And ran into the battle line. Look at this. And entered in order to greet his brothers. I want to talk about today facing the giant of fear. Amen. Facing the giant of fear. Fear is a real enemy of life. Don't you think about that. When you think about all of the missed opportunities you may have had in life or things that you have settled for or things that you've stayed content with, amen, because maybe you have settled into having what I call a made-up mind but it was a forced made-up mind because of fear. Too many of us live with fear. Uh, there's the fear of trying. Mm. There's the fear of your past that affects your present. Uh, it keeps you settling for substitutes. Amen. It, it ca fear causes you to do things 
if I would say this, the easy way. <laughs> an easier way. I'll put it like that. An easier way. Because if you, you ever try doing something hard and then you just can't figure it out. And then you say, okay, forget it. I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm going to try it this way. And, and that's, that other way was easier, amen, than the hard way, right? And, and, and we've done this in life, right? Uh, fear can cause you to believe uh, that you don't have what it takes, that you don't possess the abilities, amen, amen. You keep remembering your failures and your disappointments, and every time you try to face that giant again of fear, amen, it puts you back in your place. Come on, help me, somebody. Amen. It puts you right back to the place. And, and it's funny how we, we remember our failures rather than remembering our victories. We remember our victories. We really remember our victories, but it seems like our failures is something that we keep remembering, and I believe it's a strategy of the enemy to keep us living in a, in a place of fear. But I've got good news for you today. You ready for this? Giants do fall. Amen. And there is a way. Amen. Everybody is beatable. Amen. Everybody thinks they can box until they get punched in the face. That's Mike Tyson. <laughs> amen. I want to say this to you. I want to say this to you. Fear. Amen. The, the giant of fear has caused us, amen, to, if you would, take detours in life. Amen. Take detours. And I want to say this to you as a believer. If you're going to step up to the plate in, for 2022, you got to make up in your mind that the first enemy and the first giant you're going to face is, the, is, the, is, is that enemy and that giant of faith. Amen. I'm not talking about living without fear where you're reckless. That's not what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you can have that I don't have no fear stuff and do some reckless stuff to ruin your life. That's not what I'm talking about. And when we look at David today, we'll realize something about David. David was not trying to be reckless. What David was doing, David was a young boy who was innocent in heart. He was anointed. He was the youngest. His brothers he really did not envy his brothers as much as his brothers didn't even think about him. Mm, you see that? David who had, if you would, the, a, a menial job. Amen. But it was a significant job for his life journey. Are you with me? David now is going back and forth. He has actually been hired by Uber Eats. Amen. <laughs> His daddy is sending him back and forth, back and forth. Now, go bring that food to your brothers. Y'all follow me? Go bring that food to your brothers and find out what's going on. So I told you, find out what's happening with them, right? So he's going back and forth. But the one thing that I love about David is that David is going out here, and it's almost like, it's almost like you walk into a situation, you, you see what's going on, but you're the youngest you're insignificant, watch this, watch this, you're watching grown men go to battle. And, and you're saying, well, that's really none of my business, but, you know, you know, as a child, how you observe stuff? Yeah. 
Anybody observe stuff as a child? Like you watch grown-ups doing stuff, you're like, what are they doing? Right? I couldn't do that, right? And that's the kind of scenery we have here. David is just doing what he's told. Amen. He's going out to battle. He's in the place of battle, but not as a soldier. He's there as a servant. He's there as a bellboy. He's there, amen, just casually walking into this battle, not knowing how significant this battle was. Is somebody following me? Listen, listen. Israel was fighting in the flesh. They were going to battle without the anointing. Listen, you can't, you and I can't stand up the fight if we don't have the heart. If we don't have the anointment, anointing, but most importantly, if we don't have the assignment. Do I have anybody? And so we get to verse 20. Amen. The text says that David rose early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And left the flock with the what? With the keeper. Interesting to me. David shows something as a young boy, 16 years old. He's 16, 17 years old right here. What did he do? He did not neglect his responsibilities. He made sure that he made proper preparation as a shepherd. Come on, somebody. He left the sheep in, in the care of someone he trusted. Ah, see, sometimes when we get ready to face our battles, we don't cover all our bases. See, we, we rush into battle, amen. We rush into things saying, yeah, no, but take care of your business first. He says, he left the sheep with the keeper and took the supplies and went, watch this, as Jesse had commanded him, and he came, watch this now, this, this is very interesting right here. He came to the circle of the camp. They're camped out in the valley. Amen. Watch this now. And, and they're getting ready to go out. And one of the things you have to remember about battle in those days, amen, the battle array, the arrangement of the, of the army was very important. But here David is running into battle. They're getting ready to fight and he's bringing food. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Watch this now. He says, while the army was going out into battle array, while they were going where? Into battle array. Listen to this. This battle array had religious significance. Why? Let me tell you what was happening. Let me paint the picture. First of all, when they went out to battle, the priest would be in the front. With what's called the Ark of the Covenant. And, and the Ark of the Covenant was believed to possess, watch this, a special virtue, watch this, assuring victory. In other words, the Ark of the Covenant reminded them that the presence of God was with them while they were going to battle. Are you walking with me? Watch this. They had the presence of God. But they still had fear in their hearts. That's interesting to me because here's the thing. The first thing I want to tell you is this. We cannot face the, the battle, the, the, the giant of fear, first of all, without the what? Without the presence of God. 
Now let me say this. The ark of God contained two stone tablets. The Ten Commandments. Amen. It also contained Aaron's rod and a pot of manna. A gold pot with manna in it. The, the Ark of the Covenant really represented the outside. That was what was inside. But what was outside was what's called the mercy seat. In other words, that word, that mercy seat was the word that mercy means to cover. In other words, what we find is that the, the, the priest would go into the Holy of Holies and make sacrifice or atonement for our sins and place our sins on the mercy seat. I'm trying to help somebody with something. Here's the thing. You cannot face the, the giant of fear. Come on, somebody. If you and I are not aware of the presence of the Lord. Not only that, but aligning with the ark, you cannot go to battle without the word of God, without the bread of life. Come on, somebody. And as Christians now, we no longer need the Ark of the Covenant. We look to Jesus for our propitiation for our sins, but also for him to be present when you face that giant of fear. Saints, I want to tell you something. Most enemies, watch this, knew that Israel, watch this, they were unbeatable. They knew that they had God's presence but the Philistines had a champion. But they had the champion of all champions. They had the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Amen. They had the way maker. They had the miracle worker. They had the promise keeper. I'm trying to help you this morning. And I want to say to somebody here today, you got to ask yourself a question. When you face the enemy of fear, I want to say this to you today. You got to ask yourself a question. Who are you going to battle with? You see, fear. When, when you come into the presence of God, can I tell you what it does? It makes you stronger. When you come into the presence of God, it, may, it puts you in a place where you can put aside your fear and realize that it's only by faith in Jesus Christ. It's only by faith in God and faith in Christ that you are able to look that giant in the eyes. Are you with me? But, but listen, listen. Israel had it all. They had the presence, but they were still in fear. Are you with me? Look what the text says. The text says next, it says... Look what it says. It says they were shouting what? The war cry. Now, this is something else that really, really, when you do, when you do the background on this stuff. They had the presence of God. But they had in battle, they would sound the alarm. That's what that word means. They would have a battle song. Watch this now. Not only to get them their adrenaline going. Remember, they were getting ready to fight for real, okay? But also to say to their enemies, we coming. But our sound is not a sound of foolishness. It is a sound of intelligence. It is a sound that you got to realize that we're not coming by ourselves. 
As a matter of fact, what they would do, they would sound a trumpet. The trumpet was blown in the time of battle to keep God, watch this, in remembrance of Israel uh, that they might get the victory. May I ask you a question? Are you sounding the alarm when you face your giant? And so the second thing is we cannot face the giant of fear. The second thing is without. You know what I was doing up here this morning? I was dancing because I was ready to sound the alarm. I, I was trying to put the devil on notice. I'm trying to tell him that the worship is what we do. Listen, I don't have to fight you. You don't have to fight me. But what we can do is come together and worship God and watch those walls tear down. Watch those things turn around in your life. Why? Because you're blowing the trumpet. Can I say something? Your sound in battle is important. David left the sheep and he left the food and he got right in the middle of the action right when they were sounding the alarm. I'm trying to help somebody with something. You got to sound the alarm. You got to have a song that precedes your battle. Because if you don't learn how to worship, listen, the devil will take you out of here. He wants you to be afraid, but you got to have a song in your heart and you got to sing it as loud as you can to say to the enemy that no weapons formed against me shall prosper. That I am going to conquer the fear of whatever is standing in my way when I worship you, God. When I hallelujah you, God. When I yada you, God. That's what that word means. It is to yada him. The battle cry also inspires courage. I'm going to say it one more time. The battle cry all also inspires courage. The courage and it also imparts confidence. See, when the team, when y'all come up here to sing, y'all got to sing with confidence. Y'all can't have stage fright. Come on, somebody. You can't have stage fright when you lead in worship. And here's the thing, you can't have stage fright in your life when you're worshiping God. Do I have anybody? You got to worship him like you believe that he's real. It's okay to sing. It's okay to shout. Every now and then you got to shout your way out of some stuff. Why? Because the devil's noise can get real loud. But you got to put him on notice. David ran into, I can't believe, he ran into the circle of the camp where the presence of God was and then he stays around for the song because you know he was a dancer. David understood something about worship. I'm going to say something to you. Worship is how you walk out of stuff. When you don't know how to do it, when you don't know when it's going to happen, you and I have to learn that there's a song inside of you. There's a worship that precedes your battle. And listen, how you go into battle is important. You can't be afraid. You have to get over that fear, y'all. But watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. The Bible says, the Bible says, he, he, he circled the camp. He came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array. And look, in and, and what? In battle array. You see it? 21 says Israel and what? 
the Philistines did what? They drew up in battle array. You see it again? In battle, see, there's an arrangement to this thing. You don't just run out there. Listen, Satan will take you out. You understand what I'm saying? You got to be smart. You got to be, you got to think. You got to be ready. You have to say, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm not going to allow fear of this test. It, some of them we get crazy when it comes down to test time. Amen. Yeah, we lose everything. Lose our mind. Everything. Listen, you have to face that giant. Because throughout life, you'll face more tests. The test in the classroom is preparation for test in life. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Why I got to take this test? Because it's preparing you to remind yourself of some things. And here's the thing you got to learn. You got to also learn that there's some things about God that you need to learn in the classroom of life that you need to take out in life. Some things you have to learn in the worship setting. Some things you have to learn in church so you could take it out. Oh, man, we met some beautiful people on our trip. And, and older, you know, older, older, young adults. But they all had one thing in common. It's crazy how God put people together. They had a couple, they had one thing in common. They, they went to church. And they had a faith. That some of them questioned their faith, some didn't. But here's the thing. They had a faith that their parents instilled in them. Listen to me. But I believe that's why they're winning in life. Because the things you learn here, you have to take it out there so that you can win and face those giants. Watch this when they show up. Y'all follow me? Watch this, watch this, watch this. The text says, and they were in battle array, what? Army against army. You ready for this? Here's the next point. We cannot face the giant of fear by avoiding what? Yeah. Some of us run from the face off, all right? Uh-uh, you go the other way. You avoid looking at the enemy eye to eye. Look the enemy in the eye. Even if you're afraid, never. Now, Israel was scared now. Because last week I told you, they were scared. They were terrified of this Goliath guy. But they still went out into battle. Even though they had Kool-Aid pumping through their hearts. They were going through the motions. See, I'm trying to help you with something. They were doing the battle cry. They had the war stance. They had the face off, but they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. I'll show you that next week. They did not believe it. So they were looking like Spartans. They were looking like they were ready for battle. Can you imagine going out with someone in battle? They're looking the part, but they ain't ready. That's why I love boxing. Can't fake it. <laughs> Can't fake it. You're either prepared or you're not. You're either doing everything else. When you stand in that face-off, why do you think they do face-off? Because when you look in the eye of your opponent, of fear, you have to stare him down and don't even blink. Why? You got to let them know I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of the fear of trying again. I'm not afraid to do it again. I'm not afraid to get up. I'm not afraid of man. I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of that. Whatever you, wherever your fear lives, 
you have to knock on that door. Let's, let's get this face off on. Text says, <laughs> you know what they were doing in the battle array when they, when they got there? They weren't thinking about victory. They were thinking about the giant. <laughs> they had so much focus. They weren't even thinking about the ark. They weren't thinking about the presence of God was there with them. They're looking at the giant. And they're afraid. I want to say this to you. That giant is fear. And the only way you're going to do that, you can't afford, you can't afford to avoid the, the face-off. Are you with me? And I got one more point. I'm going to sit down. I'm saving something for 11 o'clock. Verse 22. It's very significant. Then David what? In the care of the baggage keeper. And what did David do? Did he walk? Huh? What did he do, y'all? He ran. He ran where? <laughs> Some of us are running away from the battle line. We won't do it. We won't try it anymore. We won't go that route. Man, I ain't going out there. Man, please. Get somebody else to do that. Do you know how far, further along some of us could be? Seriously, like you, you, you can definitely, you, you and I, there's some, listen, there's some things we, sh we should have already conquered. But we're running away from, the, we're going the wrong direction. But, but that's not my point. The text says, I'm focusing on one piece. I could preach that one verse four times and get seven points out of that one because there's a lot right there. It says, David, and I'm going to leave it right here. David did what? Uh-uh. He left the what? So give, give me the next point. We cannot face the giant of fear if you don't release baggage <laughs> the baggage of doubt the baggage of disappointment can I ask you a question when was the last time you you're carrying baggage and you don't even know what it is when was the last time you opened your luggage <laughs> baggage emotional baggage outside baggage internal baggage Insecurity baggage. Baggage. David said, man, I'm going out here. Bro, I need you to hold. Here's the thing. God has designated someone to hold your baggage, by the way. Here's another point for you. Not only has he designated someone to hold your baggage, but here's the other point. You ready for this? You could choose to go back and get it. Or you can leave it in the lost and found. You, you caught that? <laughs> you caught that? Yeah, leave it in the lost of Listen to me. Why go back and get it? What do you have in there? Tell you what. I'll tell you what you have in there. You have marijuana in there. You have drugs. You have things that you 
are codependent on. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that make you perform. Because you realize if I don't use it, I'm not going to be at my best. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. See what I'm saying? So, so in other words, and, and listen, it ain't always just drugs and alcohol and all stuff. It's other stuff. It's people. You don't think that you can go further without this person with you. Friends. Yeah, okay. Get in trouble and you'll find out who your real friends are. Get into some stuff and you'll find out. Some people think, I can't, we, I can't do this without this person. That's not true. You got to find your baggage keeper. His name is Jesus. <laughs> and he'll take all your baggage. And you know what he's going to do? <laughs> he's going to burn them. Because <laughs> here's the thing. You could either go back to it. You can't run into the battle line with stuff on you. That's what the problem, that's why like right after church we go right back because we leave the baggage at the front door. Now some of you leave it in the car. And when you get back in your car you pick it right back up. You came into the presence of God. You had your face off. Can you imagine that? You sounded your sound. You worshipped. But when you went in your pocket and got your keys and you got in your car, you opened back up all your baggage. People live in fear of how God's going to take care of them. I don't get enough hours at work. I don't have enough money. Christmas is coming. It's baggage. If you know the Lord... And if you worship him, amen, you can face this giant of fear. You know, when smoke detectors go off, the first reaction is fear. Not, not when the battery's beeping. It's, that's different. <laughs> if the fire alarm goes off, smoke detector go off, you think that what? There's a fire. This makes sense because that's what the alarm is there for. To notify you if there's a fire in your house. The problem is sometimes the fire alarm will go off or the smoke detector will go off and there's no fire. Right? There was probably either a bad battery or a bad connection in the wiring. The alarm made the sound signaling a fire when there were no fire. Come on. It, it, it would not have been wise to just dial 911 because you heard the noise without determining the truth. Determining the truth saves you time. Amen. Let's just say I, had, I heard in my house, I could have started by emptying the house, pulling everything out, getting all my important documents and all this other stuff without, if I did not investigate to find out what was really going on. But upon examination, if you compare the noise with the reality, there was no fire. And when we experience various emotions, we might examine them or we must examine them. 
We must question. We have questions. We, we need to be certain of the facts, not just feelings. We can't respond on emotion. See, the smoke alarm was real as our feelings are real. But it's up to us to make sure that they are correct indicators that we should act on. When you face the giant of fear, you got to make sure that it's not just a sound, but that it's really a fire. <laughs> you can't go on your emotions because emotions will fool you to make you think that you're losing, but you're really winning. And what you got to do is you got to understand that if you don't let go of the baggage, if you don't worship, if you don't sound the alarm, you may make the wrong decision. Are you with me? And I say this to you. I made, made up my mind when I prepared this message. I want to be fearless. Amen. In the face of my giant. And I've made up in my mind that whatever I have to do, amen, if I got to get up at five, I'll get up at five. If I got to get up at three, I'm going to get up at three. Why? Because I'm not afraid to prepare. I'm going to show you something about David next week, how he prepared. See, David didn't even know he was preparing. Right now, you don't even know you're in preparation mode. Because somebody here, I want to say this to you as I close. Listen to me. You're going to face a giant here real soon. Okay? And let me say this to you. <laughs> All right? You got to win. But you got to remember what you've learned while in the presence of God. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise. We're going to face these giants, y'all. And the giant of fear is your starting point.